This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. <laughs> this is the Ice Blue Money Podcast. I am Bill Seller along with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. How are you guys? Great. I probably wonder what we do before we hit record. <laughs> yeah, right? we, what what we, are we uh, doing? <laughs> we can't talk about it. It's uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. We, it's just not a good thing. How are you, fellas? Good? Great. Oh, fantastic. Best day man. of my life. Fantastic. Good. Good. Well, listen, we appreciate you being here and listening. If, if Again, if it's the first time you have heard the Ice Blue Money podcast, please go ahead and click that like, subscribe, follow, whatever button you have on your podcast player that'll let you know when the next episode comes out. We do these every week. And what we try to do in these shows is to help you understand a little more about what it's going to take to get to and through retirement. The things that you and I, as, as the folks that are retiring, just don't quite understand, right? And that's where Greg and Danny come in. And the folks with Ice Blue Money, because they can, they're the ones that are up on all the latest information about what's affecting our retirement money. You know, increased taxes, rising health care, inflation, the tax code alone every year that changes. Uh, my goodness, I don't know how anybody ever reads yeah. that or understands it. Um, I would love a Cliff's Notes version, but those don't exist on that thing. But That's having somebody else to pages. <laughs> to help you uh, to help you go ahead and, and and keep track of your money that you've put away for retirement. So that's what we do. We get together and we try to you know, have a little bit of fun and also talk about the things that you need to look out for as you get towards retirement. And, and we're going to talk today about the estate planning aspect of retirement. But before we get there, I thought I read this headline and honest to goodness, I thought it was from The Onion or another parody mm. site. It was from The Wall Street Journal. And it says, college level classes are now being offered in how to chit chat. Apparently, young adults uh, have not learned the art of small talk, and they're actually teaching it. You're getting credit in college for a course on how to chit-chat. And thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I look, I've got young adults, but when they were teenagers, they would go to family reunions and be back-to-back with their cousins on their phones, and we'd say, hey, why don't you guys talk? And they'd say, we are talking. We're messaging each oh, other. Oh, God. And so they're, you know, it, their generation just doesn't talk. I think this is partly on uh, maybe our generation as well. One of the things that we did growing up is we had dinner around the table, um, God, at least five times a week. And so, of course, we didn't have, you know, phones and things of that nature to distract us, but we were forced to have conversations. I think we have to work at putting our children and young adults in positions where they got to have uh, conversations. Cause I actually thought this was a fake article myself, Bill. So there's no <laughs> way in the world they're going to give you college credit to learn how to chit chat, to have a conversation. It almost sounds too ridiculous to be true. Yeah. It sounds but, like an SNL skit or something. Yeah. You know? like, well, you know. look, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You know, if I need to reach out to a client, it's easier for me to to fire off an email or um, yeah, but the difference is that that when they call you, you can talk to them. Oh, you absolutely. know that's that's yeah. the thing. So yeah. at least when they follow up, you're able to carry on that conversation. I have a friend of mine that has a company, and he's been through two or three front desk people because for what it pays, right? You're getting eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds, mm-hmm. and uh, they they have trouble just answering the phone. That generation doesn't use their phone to talk. 
yeah. right? It's yeah. all to message or to use the face chat or the snap talk or whatever it is that those kids I, I, have on those phones today. But uh, yeah, I, I hated it too, Bill. Uh, I'm, I'm not the one to send the text. Yeah. And Greg knows that with me. He doesn't even text me detailed messages anymore. It literally is a text saying, hey, kid, you talk. Because if you send me more than two items in a text, I'm calling you. I don't have time to read this. I look. Just, well, that that's it's, yeah. it's funny you say that. I have a rule with my kids, right? If if it becomes a fifth message in the conversation, I'm calling. That's now yeah, a conversation. Just, no, I'm, I'm done. It's, I'm done. Yeah, it's not a quick text <laughs> thing. All right. So shifting gears here, um, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we wanted to talk today about estate planning, and whether you call it that or uh, legacy planning or beneficiary planning, whatever it is, it, it's about deciding. How you want to handle your assets, your health care, and your final wishes, right? Not not just while you're here, but when you're gone, who's going to take care of all that stuff? So I wanted to talk to you guys today and, and ask, of all the things involved in estate planning, and there's quite a few things, I'll let you get into that. Is there anything that's more important than the other? Is there a certain order that we should do mm-hmm. things, or are they all pretty much the same? Yeah, I like to believe uh, if there were a step to take first, if I had to tell anybody what's the first step to take, it would be just to take action. I think a lot of times when we start looking at things like estate planning, it's so daunting. Then there are some pieces to it. You know, we're going to talk about those in a second. And we start looking at the different pieces to estate planning and it kind of gives us paralysis analysis and we don't do anything. And I always tell people, you got to start. You know, and and me and Greg both uh, handle uh, some of our clients' estate planning needs. And we have questionnaires and stuff like that to kind of get them mentally prepared, thinking about some of the questions and things that they're going to have to answer to start the process. But you got to start the process. A lot of times, a lot of people just sit down and they want to talk about it and talk about thinking about it. And that stops them from doing anything. But it's very important just to get started. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it reminds me of something I learned in an organization in college. Danny, might, you might have learned this too, the, the 12 P's. And it talks about the lack of preparation. And this is mm. preparation. The 12 P says piss poor preparation promotes piss poor performance and piss poor performance promotes pain. And there's real pain around the lack of estate planning. We can talk about instance after instance, whether it's health care, whether it's financial mishaps, whether it's trying to claim property or assets after a loved one's died. And I would argue that estate planning is the foundation of any financial plan. We can talk about investments. We can talk about guaranteed income. We can talk about tax strategy. But having this tight and in place will save you that pain later. And that pain that we're talking about saving isn't the pain for you. It's the pain for your loved ones. The things that they're going to have to clean up because you don't have a power of attorney in place, because you don't have a medical, a healthcare proxy, you know, you don't have these documents in place. It's not going to, you know, you're, you're, you know, incapacitated or, you know, God forbid, passed or something like that. You're not going to feel any of it. It's the pain that your family's going to have to deal with as they also grieve with whatever's happening with you. And if you want to save your family the pain, you would want to look into just the intricate parts of, you know, setting up your estate plan properly. And first part of that is, is who's going to look after, you know, my money, you know, and this is one of the things I always talk to my clients about. We're setting up all of these retirement accounts and doing all these things with life insurance and stuff like that. But if it's not properly addressed as far as the beneficiaries and things of that nature, then it's all for naught. You know, because if you don't have a plan for what happens with that stuff, if you can't make a decision on it, what we're setting up is is useless to some degree. 
your family are still going to have to deal with it. And so we look at, you know, who has your power of attorney, who can get a hold of your assets and make decisions about your money in the event that you can't. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people assume, oh, well, my child's responsible and mm. and they probably are. But if they go to a financial institution to try to transact on your behalf because you're incapacitated or God forbid uh, you're not here anymore and they aren't listed properly, the bank will say, I, yeah, I remember you. I saw you grow up and come in here with your parent. But unfortunately, I can't allow that that request or that transaction to take place. And so those are part of the things that we sweep up as we work with clients to manage things. All right. So let me ask you this then, if that is the case, let's say that some bank accounts get left behind and nobody was updated as to who should be in charge or nobody else's name is on that account. What happens to that money? Do we know? Does it just go away or do you get a chance to fight for it or what? Well, it's going to be decided by a probate court. The the loved ones can go to probate court and, and appeal you know, usually you can do that on your own, but if it gets complex, you got to hire an attorney. And then what if somebody else has claim to the asset, a creditor, a long lost relative, uh, uh, maybe a sibling you don't know about. Um, and so you don't, as Danny said, you don't want to leave that to chance and have your loved ones fighting that battle. I just talked to a client yesterday who told me about a friend of hers who was dealing with her uncle's estate. Uh, it has taken them three years in probate to get his house and some other assets released to the family after he passed. And so she was called me to say, hey, we, we talked about that estate plan a while ago. I'm ready to move forward before the end of the year because I just saw my, my friend go through this pain with her uncle's estate. And so the, the, the answer, Bill, is it, it could be decided by the probate court. You know, and I like that word you just used, fight. You said you're going to probably have to fight for it. That's really what it is. You know, you made a comment about, you know, somebody saying, oh, well, I trust my children and things of that nature. Listen, money changes people. And one of the stories I that has been seared in my brain when I first got into this business and we're going back 12, 13 years almost ago. Part of the program they had is we had to meet with orphan clients and try to help them with their old policies. And I met with two individuals, two siblings, and they were in their uh, early 60s and they had their mother's old uh, $400 life insurance policy. And she was um, sick and they thought she's going to pass, you know, shortly, but they wanted to get it changed, you know, and she couldn't because she wasn't in the right frame of mind. But they thought that because they were, you know, taking care of her uh, more, that they deserve more of a bigger part of the pie than the other two siblings. And it was only $400. And I could not believe that they were adamant about hiring an attorney to try to get a bigger piece of the $400. And so when you start to think that, oh, my children will handle this and they'll work it out themselves, don't be so sure because you never know what people's true. And we all, all of our children are sweet and they're all kind and they're all angels, but you don't want to leave this stuff, you know, to them. The other part of the estate plan that I don't think a lot of us think about is the healthcare proxy. Mm -hmm. You know, what happens to you if you're walking outside and you just, you know, slip, and, and bump your head on the sidewalk and, and you slip into a coma. You know, what What are your medical directives? What do you want to have them do? Do you want to have them try to revive you if necessary? What do you end up on life support? Do you want them to continue? And I know this is you know kind of morbid or whatever, but you need to think of these things. You know, do you want them to keep you on life support? And in my estate, it's stated that if uh, they're saying, look, Danny's not there. He's going to live in a vegetative state and things of that nature. Hey, turn the machine off. And that's my decision, because if they keep me on that machine, the money to pay for it comes out of my estate that should go to my wife. 
Yeah. And at the very least, I want her to have as much money as possible and not have a resource that isn't helping us, you know, drain it. And, and my wife would never make that decision as much as I joke around about it and stuff like that. I know she wouldn't make that decision. She would want to keep me here in body as best as possible. And so I'm not even going to leave it to her to make the decision. She'll just have to live with mine. And hopefully she'll she'll. <laughs> I was going to say she'd be like Scrooge, you know, with <laughs> rolling around in the money. <laughs> She'll live just fine. That was my thought. That was terrible. But. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She'll be just fine. Yeah. yeah, but you're so right, Danny. And and I've personally been in that situation, uh, having to talk to a doctor about a loved one who couldn't communicate, was not conscious. And the doctor basically saying, well, what do you want to do? We can try this. It's risky or we don't think it improved. It may give another day or two. And you're already going through a pro- emotional process, but then to try to make that decision and they don't have any documents in place so you can know, oh, well, they would have wanted me to let them go or they would have wanted me to fight medically, have the doctor you know, do everything. And so, again, you talk about this is for your loved ones more than this for you. It's taking that burden off of them and honoring your wishes. Danny's yeah. wishes are clear. My dad's very similar. He, you know, so it doesn't matter what my mom or sister or my wife and I say to the doctor, my dad's health directors are like yours, Danny. Cut and dry. Let him go. So you, you have to honor that. But there's got to be something in place for that to happen. I just and, and just put a button on that one. I watched a show two nights ago and it was this very thing. And it was two brothers, mom on life support on this show, a uh, popular show. And the doctor said, she's not going to wake up. We don't think she will. And it's $18,000 a month. Wow. I mean, a day for her to stay wow. on. And so one brother said, oh, the other brother's got it. He's got it. He, he'll cover it. The brother who, who had the money said, yeah, but that's not mom in there. Mm. And so they couldn't agree. And so mm. another day went by. And so finally, the guy with the money's wife went and talked to the brother on her own, didn't tell her husband and said, look, I I work for a law firm and I know you guys are feuding over this. I don't want to do this, but I got access to a judge and a judge can come in and based on your history, brother with no money and, you know, there was some substance abuse. We can override your right to make this decision because the doctor said both of them have to sign. And so finally, the brother who didn't really have his stuff together said, you're right. And he got emotional. I just don't want to let mom go. But think about her just laying there in the balance. Forget about the $18,000 a day. But she was in a vegetative state and she needed to go. But they couldn't agree. And she didn't have a medical director. It's a morbid topic. But I think the bright side of all of this is just having gone through this, you know, with the loss of my father um, a couple of months ago is he gave us the gift to be able to just grieve. We didn't have to worry about what needed to get done, what loose ends he needed to tie up and that sort of thing. We could actually just, you know, grieve the loss of our father. And if you want to give your family a last gift, you would want to make sure that your estate plan is in order. And the first part of that is just getting it set up, talking to a professional, uh, state planning, a professional, an attorney or someone who can uh, start you on the right track of getting the process started. And then if you do have a will and a trust already set up, reviewing it. When was the last time you reviewed it? Our uh, rule of thumb is every three to five years you want to review it. And if every major life change, whether that's a new child, new grandchild, maybe a divorce or somebody passes, you want to update it then. 
and you also want to make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. God knows. I don't know how many times me and Greg have had conversations with individuals who have old policies, life insurance or retirement plans. And, you know, they got an old spouse (laughs) who is still, (laughs) you know, the (laughs) beneficiary of this uh, certain policy. And I'm like, man, you really want your wife and your ex-wife to fight at your funeral or something, don't you? Like you just you're you're setting yourself up for failure. So I, I would say let's get started with those things just to give your family that last gift. And not just former spouses, if there's a a deceased person who's listed as Mm. a beneficiary, if they're the only beneficiary listed, that can be a problem and a challenge. Uh, So it's just good housekeeping. So Greg and Danny have touched on briefly on some of the things you should think about when it comes to estate planning. If you want this whole list of of the things to keep in mind, kind of a comprehensive year-end estate planning checklist, go to the website, icebluemoney.com icebluemoney.com. You can find out more ways to contact Greg and Danny. You can download this checklist and you can, uh, you know, make sure you've, you've got your housekeeping in order, just as Greg said, because I think we've talked about it on the show before. I won't, I won't get back into it deeply, but my mother did that. She had everything in place when she passed. We used to make fun of her because she put them in one of those silver briefcases that can catch fire and nothing will happen. It was like a nuclear codes attached to a wrist, you know, that kind of <laughs> or, or as W Bush said, nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, but I will tell you that when when it came time to handle the the business of her passing, I had nothing to think about. It really does give those left behind peace of mind. So check mm-hmm. it out for yourself. Yeah. Get your checklist at icebluemoney.com. Guys, always a pleasure when we get together and uh, we look forward to the next one. Thank you so much. Likewise, remember the future depends on what you do today. Hey guys, your life is an occasion. Rise to it. Till next time. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.